You may have heard that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help us save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Let's say I'm trying to lurk on you. You know, see what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I can stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. You do that? Not anymore. <laughs> I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages. So no public feeds. And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay. Babe, did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash? I just said our cash isn't content. Shh. <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. I know I could be successful all by myself. But it is that much better having a partner to do it with. Deadass. I concur. And on the days that I'm lacking, my business partner over here makes it that much easier. Deadass? Easy on the eyes, too. Deadass. Oh, you've been flirting a lot lately. I don't know what's going on. Get <laughs> my mojo back, y'all. <laughs> hey, I'm Kadeen. And I'm DeVal. And we're the Ellises. You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys. And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy. Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow. <laughs> oh, and one more important thing to mention. We're married. Yes, sir, we mm-hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics. Things most folks don't want to talk about. Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Deadass is a term that we say every day. So when we say deadass, we're actually saying facts. 100. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. <laughs> we about to take Pillow Talk to a whole new level. Deadass starts right now. I have so many stories of times that we've worked together. But I think I'm going to tell a story that has a balance of of you and I doing something collectively, Mm -hmm. but individually at the same time. Okay. Right? So this had to be... I think it was 2014, 2014, yes, because we were planning for my 30th birthday. Mm-hmm. It was around that time, planning for my 30th birthday. But during this time, you had just booked, was it, it wasn't Puggle Trouble. You had booked, oh no, um, Slick had just booked you as key hair and makeup for another project he was doing before Puggle Trouble. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I was working on power, mm-hmm. but also turning over to um, Packplex from Aviator. Yes. I was and working at a the Wendy's same time, commercial series with him. Yes. And you was also doing um, Color and Contour by K. We were doing a thousand things at one time, y'all. Yes. So, <laughs> Put it that way. And, and it's important. <laughs> it's important to discuss this because 
Jackson was three. Mm-hmm. So we were also balancing getting him prepared for uh, preschool. Mm-hmm. And we were living in the apartment in Crown Heights. But my business at the time was in Flatbush, close by Far Rockaway. Mm-hmm. And we were moving it over to Canarsie. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I'm telling this story is because Kadeen was working in Bushwick mm-hmm. and had early mornings. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this, this story is hilarious. We're both exhausted because Kadeen was working color and contour by K, which means she was still doing makeup artistry for weddings. Mm-hmm. I was transferring my business from one gym to another. We still had Jackson going to her parents' house at night in Canarsie, mm-hmm. and I was still taking clients super early in the morning. I had Daniel Jean super early. I think it was 5 o'clock. Training session. Training yeah. session. I took Daniel, came back 6 o'clock, went to lay down. I was supposed to wake Kadeen up mm-hmm. for her going to um, My call time. her call time, and both of us knocked out. Then all I hear randomly is, <laughs> <gasps> and then I pop up, I said, what happened? Kadeen goes, I'm late. You were supposed to be. Yeah, I kind of woke up with like. 15 minutes to get to say <laughs> yeah it was it was like she was Something like, like she just knew she was gonna be ridiculous late. and we had jackson sleep in the apartment and i was like babe you can't like you can't get on the train i'm gonna have to just drive you so i kid you not kadeen wakes up she grabs all of her makeup everything and stuff like that she calls who were you working on peaches mm-hmm. at the time it this says was, this was this yeah they, this was you're you're confusing the years this is when we did do um Bruno. It was Bruno? It was Bruno. Okay, yeah, so it was Bruno. Was Bruno. The show. Yeah. You sure it was Bruno? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it was Bruno. Yeah. So I'm confusing that we, we did a lot of stuff, but mm-hmm. imagine all the stuff we have going on at the same time. And you wake up in the morning and you're supposed to be at set in 15 minutes. Yeah. And we had to go down to. It was like all the way into Bushwick. All the way into Bushwick. So she's getting ready, getting makeup. She's making phone calls. I'm grabbing all of the makeup. She's telling me, I'm yelling it out. <laughs> I grab our three year old, I, mm-hmm. I have him. I have I have the makeup. I'm running downstairs, and the funny thing about where we lived was we had alternate side of the street parking, and we always had to move the car. So we had to we had to park like a block and a half away. Or more. So I run downstairs, and I have the baby in the car seat, and I and I have to go outside, and it was cold. Yeah. It was cold. It was October. And I'm like, I don't want to run outside with the makeup and the baby. So I run downstairs. I'm in the, the foyer part of our building. And I call upstairs. And I'm like, hey. And she's like, what's up? I said, I can't take the baby to the car. You got to run downstairs. She runs downstairs, watch the baby. I go run, get the car, bring the car back in front of the building, park the car in, the, in front of the building. Then I start moving the baby in front of the car, let it warm up. I move the makeup. She runs back upstairs to get finished done. She runs back downstairs. We jump in the car. We're flying down Marcus Garvey Boulevard to get to uh to get down to Bushwick. We then here's the crazy part. She got to set, I think it was 10 minutes later than her call time, mm-hmm. but was still there before everybody else. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I wanted to tell that story is because when you're a business owner, you have to know how to pivot, but you also have to rely on your partners. Mm-hmm. We were both exhausted. I had just had a client at five o'clock, came back to take a nap. I was supposed to be able to sleep during that time while she got up and got things moving, but we both woke up late and I ended up having to jump up and help Kay get there. And 
the best part about that story in that day, I don't even know if you remember this, was she got done later than she was supposed to. And I had another client, but I had Jackson. She had to run back from set to meet me all the way in uh, at the apartment to reprieve me so that I could get from the apartment all the way over to Aviator to take a client. Madness. That whole day Madness. was just constant running through traffic, running here to get times and beat deadlines. And Kadeen and I did it together. Mm-hmm. Like it seemed like a blur and even telling the story seems like a blur. Mm-hmm. But that was our day. Yeah. That Those were our like Tuesdays. Yeah. Like that's yeah. just what it was. And Legit. having a partner, someone you can rely on, even when you don't want to do things, is the best part of doing things with your spouse. Absolutely. Well, we're moving on up. Moving on up. To the side. To a deluxe moving apartment in the sky. Moving we're moving on up. Moving on up. To the side. We finally got a piece of the pie. Fish don't fry in the kitchen. Beans don't burn on the grill. Took a whole lot of trying to just get up that hill. Now we're up in the big We Thought I was done. Get my turn at best. As long as you, uh, what's the end of this shit? Uh, <laughs> now he as long words. as we living, as you and me, baby, ain't nothing wrong with that. I said, moving on up. I love it. I love it. That's one of my favorite songs. We, we're moving on up together. That's the yes. best part about it all. Yes, well, we're moving from the fourth floor apartment in the Heights <laughs> yes. to a home in Atlanta. Love it. Yes, love yes, it. Yes. Love it. All right, let's take a quick break. We're gonna come back to story time and dive into the show. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, y'all, losing two loved ones in a matter of six months, it can be a lot. And a lot of times when you're dealing with grief, you have a lot to get off your chest with your family. That's absolutely right. You know, people carry around all different types of stresses, big and small. When you keep them bottled up, it can start to affect you negatively. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to kind of figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash deadass today to get 10% off your first visit. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash deadass. It was good, y'all. I think it's important for you to understand why black representation in media is important. It's important because the media represents how people view us. And it's important that they understand that black people are not a monolithic people. That is a fact. And the next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. 
In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Let's say I'm trying to lurk on you, you know, see what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I can stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's that's kind of weird. You do that? Not anymore. <laughs> I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages. So no public feeds. And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay. Babe. Did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash? I just said our cash isn't content. Shh. <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. And get this. Near, yes, near, the OG that I used for years has now leveled up. And they have these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell amazing. My personal favorite, coconut oil and vitamin E because it's gentle on my skin. And down to the body cream, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, which is a modern take on indulgent and classic femininity. Okay? It works in as little as three minutes, no nicks, no cuts, and the smooth skin lasts days longer than shaving. Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all those nasty chemicals so you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin. Have a me-time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. All right, we're back. Yes. Man, that story, how many, that was just one story, but so many moments of us trying to build and trying to work together, trying to be entrepreneurs, but yes. also be parents and also yes. be spouses and everything else in between. And mm -hmm. I'm thinking back to that moment when I jumped up and I was like, damn, like I'm about to be late. And it was like day two of shooting. I'm like, there's no way that the key makeup artist right. and hairstylist can be late to set because you don't want to be the one responsible nope. for anybody being late to anything. Nope. Um, but it was just perfect to be able to have my friend, AKA my business partner, AKA <laughs> my husband jump into action. Because think about it. If I didn't have somebody to do that with, what would that have looked like for me? I, to be honest, I don't even, even when I think back on some of the things we have had to do during that time, I don't know how no we idea. did it. Like yeah. I don't, I, people ask me all the time, like, well, you know, give me, give me some tips on building a business and give me some tips. You have to be super resourceful, mm -hmm. right? But at the same time, you have to have like this unyielding ability to see things before they come to fruition. Mm -hmm. Like you and I used to sit down, and, and this is important, when you have a business partner, right? You constantly have to have check-ins with your business partner. And I'm not talking about your life partner, just mm -hmm. your business partner. Because mm -hmm. I've had multiple businesses with different people. And we used to have check-ins every other day, every two to three days. It's okay, where is the business? How is your mental health? Like, what's going on? When your business partner is somebody that you enjoy spending time with, it's mm -hmm. easier to cultivate a business in so many ways because that time that you normally spend with your business partners, 
can tip can typically become cantankerous mm-hmm. if y'all don't like mm-hmm. each other. Well, I think, yeah, right? liking each other, I think, has a lot to do with it, but also to having a common goal, right? Yes. Yeah, we're, you know, business partners, for the most part, if you're going to be entering into the business space with someone, you would like to think that they can get along, they can work well together, and they have a common interest. What's the common denominator going to be between the two of them? Right. They want to be able to make this business lucrative. But I think what helps, particularly building a business with your spouse, is that you can both see the greater good for the entire family, for the yes. legacy. That yes. was something that we always, you know, was important to us to make sure that we were working to build a legacy, not for just ourselves and our families to make them proud, but for our children and our future family. Um, so at the time, we definitely um, kind of rallied behind each other because mm-hmm. in the areas where I knew I lacked, you had the strength. So, for example, between the, t- the two of us, you have more of the business acumen, right? Mm-hmm. I'm more of the administrative you know, give me the task. Structure. Let's keep everything organized, structured. Right. So where you tend to be a little scattered, I compliment a lot that of scattered with <laughs> right, a lot of scattered. I tend to compliment that with organization. So right. that worked out for us. So separating your work life from your home life can be a struggle, especially now with a lot of people working from home. So things mm-hmm. have definitely taken a turn. Um, I think people are trying to find new innovative ways to start mm-hmm. different businesses because you know, look at where we've been for the past two years. And that separation only leaves more challenges when you work with the person you live with. But I mean, working towards a shared goal, like I said, with your spouse has a lot of lasting benefits for a marriage when it's done with love, intention, and a lot of patience. So we did a podcast a while back talking about how to separate, you know, um, work from home. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about that today. Mm-hmm. What I do want to talk about today is how Kadeen and I were able to build, like how we able to sit down and say, let's create a business that is going to be advantageous for both of us to live the lifestyle we want to live. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about this because a lot of people always ask me, how did you get started? And especially in entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. how did you get started? When did you know it was the right time for you to take the leap from a nine to five to go in this? And when I really sat back and thought about it, I was never in a position to to work a nine to five. Mm-hmm. Neither one of us ever were. From the time we were 18, we always talked about the life we wanted to live. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the key that I want people to understand. When you meet someone and you and you talking about your aspirations for life, right? Legacy was at the forefront for both of us. Absolutely. You know, we we talked about what we wanted individually and one thing Kadeen and I always said was we wanted to have autonomy over our time. That was like of paramount importance to us. Yes. For sure. Yes. Like we we said we wanted to be able to travel. Mm-hmm. We wanted to be able to take our children places and travel. And we wanted to be able to give our children something mm-hmm. when they become adults to say, here, mm-hmm. you you don't have to jump into the hamster wheel of life in order to see your dreams come true. Mom and dad created this for you so you can take it. So the first thing I will say to people is if you're you're dating someone or you meet someone you're in love with or you're married, there has to be a common goal that's legacy driven in order for it to work. Yep. If it's not legacy driven, the business won't work because if it's not legacy driven and you both can't gain from it, mm-hmm. there's always going to be that resentment for, well, we did this for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, for example, and um, I had this conversation with a young lady that I met at South by Southwest. Mm-hmm. She said she had a boy. She has a boyfriend, and her and her boyfriend both have. They they were at the South by Southwest. I think it was tech 
think it was the Tech Summit. Mm-hmm. And they were both really good at tech, but they had different ideas. And they both wanted to use the other to help build their idea. Uh, and the reason why they struggled. They couldn't agree on the idea. They couldn't agree on which idea to, uh, to do, which idea to do first, which idea was more important. Mm-hmm. So for two years, they both been working on their own idea separately. But she asked, she said, at what point did you and Kadeen decide which one was going to go first, your acting career or her hosting career? Mm -hmm. And what I explained to her was, we let life decide which was going to come first, right? For us, it wasn't, we have to do this for DeVal first and then Kadeen, or we have to do this for Kadeen first and then DeVal. When we graduated from college, the NFL came. Mm -hmm. So at that point, Kadeen and I, Knowing that legacy was what we wanted to put forth in, in the forefront, the NFL was never my dream. Mm-hmm. Makeup was never Kadeen's dream. But we knew that we had to create a revenue stream to give us autonomy over our time to face our dream. So if the NFL was going to help us get autonomy over our time, we both put all of our energy in that direction. In that direction. And I wanted to ask you... Mm-hmm. How did it feel? Did you feel like you were, your dream was being deferred or did you feel like this is what we have to do in this moment to get to where we want to be? It's a good question. Yeah, I think that, like you said, having had certain things happen in a certain time frame and order for us definitely dictated how we had to defer or how we had to divide our attention. Um, one thing that I never felt ever was any kind of oppression when it came to my okay, goals yeah. or my dreams. I knew at some point it would have to happen. If anything, there was a conflict that I may have had internally because, like we said, we have this list of things that we should be doing by a certain time or a certain right. age or a certain point where it's just like, man, if I'm not actively working on this right now, then I'm, I'm failing or I'm not meeting those benchmarks in right. a particular time frame. So if anything, I might have felt a little bit like, damn, you know, I don't want to lose my space in what could potentially be the mm-hmm. opportunity right now. But I also understood that the field that I was getting into, those opportunities can come and go. You just have to kind of get right. the ball started. So, how I did you how did you deal with that conflict? Like, because we have never we've and guys, this is we've never had this conversation ever. Right. We're having it for the first time. So <laughs> I'm actually interested. Like, how did you deal with knowing that? Okay, I because you wanted to be on TV, mm-hmm. and TV is a young person's game. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, Deval's getting an opportunity in the NFL now, and I'm going to support him in that. Mm-hmm. How did you deal with saying? Let me just wait a little bit. Or did you feel like my time is going to come? Let me focus on what I can yeah. do. I, I was okay with, with sitting back for a little bit. Um, I think I needed the break. I haven't been in school for consecutive years since I was like, what, three years old. So right. I was okay with taking a little bit of a break. I did feel a little bit of a pressure from my parents, though, because my mom Ooh. and dad were expecting the minute she graduates, she should be landing a job. She should be making some money. She should be doing something and not sitting around just kind of waiting for things to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I already knew because you and I always kind of have these horse blinders on whenever yeah. it comes to us and our dreams and what yeah. we want. So those horse blinders that I had on, I just felt like this is where we had to focus our energy. Deval is in the position in this moment to optimize what could potentially be the beginning, the nest egg, the foundation for a lucrative life in the end or in the long run. So I was totally cool with sitting back for a little bit. Um, I felt like my time was going to come regardless once mm-hmm. I started to invest in that. Um, but I know this is what you needed in that moment. And you were the one that was in in a, in a situation that was already moving. So mm-hmm. let me just sit back and help you sprint through that movement, you know? 
So this is what's, what's crazy. Uh, if, if you have been following us for years, you know that Kadeen and I have discussed every part of our plan with each other before we executed it. Every single part. The first date we went on, mm-hmm. um, when she came to my room on October 3rd, 2002, I said to Kadeen that I wanted to be an actor. Mm-hmm. And Kadeen asked me at that moment, well, how, how you plan on doing that? Mm-hmm. And then Kadeen and I sat down. This, this is the first date, the very first date. And I said, well... My plan is to graduate. Once I graduate, I won't have any debt because I'm going to school for free. Mm-hmm. Um, if And at the time, the NFL wasn't a guarantee. But I had said to Kadeen, I said, if I could make a practice squad, I could make $100,000 in four months. Mm-hmm. With that $100,000, I could have a down payment on a brownstone or a two-family home. I would want to live downstairs in the basement part of it, rent out the upstairs part. This way I didn't have to be a starving artist mm-hmm. and then focus on my craft mm-hmm. of, of being an artist. The reason why I tell you that part of the story is because so said, so done when it came to Kadeen and I. When the opportunity came up, this was part of our plan that we talked about when we were 18. Yep. The NFL is here. Right. Let's put all of our energy, not just DeVal's energy, mm-hmm. Kadeen's energy and DeVal's energy into preparing for the NFL, which means when I woke up early in the morning for training sessions, Kadeen was up making breakfast. When I had to drive to Parisi and I was exhausted, Kadeen got in the car and drove with me to Parisi. Mm-hmm. When I got injured or hurt, Kadeen had invested all of her energy into making sure that this part of our dream, even though this part of our dream wasn't for both of us, this was for me to do this part, we both were invested in it. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I tell that story is because there's so many times in business where your partner may be the lead mm-hmm. and you have to be the person that aids yeah. and support of that part of the business. And an issue that a lot of people have with having a business partner is everybody wants to be the lead all the time. Mm-hmm. And I know firsthand that sometimes you're not going to be the lead, mm-hmm. right? Case in point, when things flipped, when I was just building my business with elite prototype athletics and trying to build my business with my brother and I didn't have any money coming in, Kadeen was in a position to be the lead. She was going to interview for her job at Mac. At Mac, right. I woke Kadeen up. We got her prepared. I drove her to her interview. I sat outside and waited for her. She came right out and said, I got the job. But at that point, it was time for me to take a step back, right? Kadeen was going to work every day Mm -hmm. and I was at home with Jackson Mm -hmm. being a stay-at-home dad and when you talk about knowing that you had to defer your dream Mm -hmm. in a moment because it was my moment to be in the forefront Mm -hmm. those moments I remember sitting home and and if I'm being honest it was it was tough for me because I always number one dealing with being a man I felt like man I should be doing more to help my wife like my wife is outside Mm -hmm. working and I'm at home watching our son like it just didn't it it felt like I, it was wrong you know but I had to put my pride aside and understand that we needed health insurance and Kadeen was the only way for us to get health insurance with a child right. so I had to be present in that moment to just be home with Jackson you know I think the flip-flop that tends to happen with business and spouses is necessary I also think that it's helpful because there's less of the opportunity for resentment, I feel like, to kind of move in or mm-hmm. 
for you for one person to feel like they're doing more than the other or you know right. because that tends to be an issue in business all a lot you know one mm -hmm. person feeling like the other person is not pulling their weight or doing their fair share or one mm -hmm. person feels overworked or underappreciated or things like that so i feel like having that flip-flop in our oh, history definitely put both of us in different shoes at each time so we absolutely. felt what it was like to be at home and kind of feel a little helpless yeah and then we also felt what it felt like to be empowered and say i got this i have this for the family. yes and then we had the the support role that we played which was also very important and jackson got time with his parents in different capacities mm -hmm. and stuff um which i know i always used to feel guilty about because i felt like damn like i'm missing out on all this time with my son and the way deval would put things in perspective for us um and even now to this day is that you know there's years that when the kids are younger, they're not going to necessarily remember yeah. us not being around and the grind and that sacrifice, but it'll count to the years later when they're older. Yeah. And we have the autonomy over our time. So now that we are, we can go to games and we can pick up from mm -hmm. school and stuff. So that was also um, a great benefit that we had from just, you know, tag teaming and building along the way. And I'm, I'm glad that you, you brought up those years of grinding because mm -hmm. that's going to lead me into the next part of having a spouse, mm -hmm. right? When you're building a business, there are going to be years. I, I think the average business doesn't start to get into the black or make money until year three. three. Yeah. Which means, and, and listen to me, entrepreneurs, right? There is nothing wrong with having a nine to five or a steady job because that nine to five and steady job is what funded our business mm -hmm. in the beginning. Absolutely. I can't say that enough. So much, So many people... Talk down about having a nine to five. There is nobody in this world, unless you came from a wealthy family, that started a business without having a job first. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because in, in order to start a business, you need capital. In order to make capital, you have to work. And that's one of our Ellis models. The boys, if you ask them right now, why do you go to work? They say to build capital. Why do you need capital? To make your money work for you. When you have a spouse or a partner that's, when you're building a business, mm -hmm. we see what the dream is. Yes, we know. We see what We're the dream is, right? We're in alignment. Okay, so if you have to go to work to help with the alignment and I have to go to work to help with the alignment, we're doing this together. Mm -hmm. And the best part about having a spouse is those days where your spouse is sitting on the edge of the bed like the fox, <laughs> staring, the fox out, the meme. staring out the window Man, with the eyes me. bloodshot. That is me. Having someone to <laughs> rub your back and say, come on, baby. You know, come on, baby. Like, you, like yep. we, we know why we're doing this. Yep. We, we know exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. And feeling like you're not alone. Mm -hmm. One thing I'll say about having a, a great spouse is I never step into anything, whether it be an audition a new business practice, a new thought, a new idea, um, going even going to my kid's school, I never feel alone mm -hmm. because I got someone with me. Mm -hmm. So because I got someone with me at all time, I never feel like I can fail. Never. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It's, I think it's that much easier for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've, I, <laughs> a lot of times there's risks that I want to take, mm -hmm. and I have a bad habit personally of talking myself out of things. Mm-hmm. And self-sabotaging and saying, ah, you know, it's not really a big deal. I don't, I'm not going to do that anymore. Oh, it's mm -hmm. not really going to work mm -hmm. out. And just being able to run it by someone who I know um, would be just invested as mm -hmm. I would be in that particular process or whatever it may be um, makes it just that much easier. And he's also yeah. the one that will give me the kick in the ass because 
you know, our work ethic and our drive and our discipline is different. And yeah. that can be frustrating in itself yeah. when it comes to a business, which we've spoken about before. But, um, I mean, having you to do it with is great. I wonder how many husband and wife owned businesses there are. I think well, let's, uh, let's take a look. The got the stats. Got the stats. Because that's interesting to know how many are, are building businesses together. According to the National Federation of Independent Business, there are approximately 1.2 million husband and wife owned small businesses nationwide back in 2003. And I feel mm -hmm. like that probably has grown since Definitely. then. Definitely. Recent studies show that the work related support from spouses contributes to work family balance and is linked to higher family satisfaction and job mm -hmm. satisfaction. However, these benefits are twice as great for couples who share the same occupation or workplace than for those who, who do not. And findings also suggest that couples, including those not in the same work or same occupation or workplace, can help foster stronger work-life balance by providing work-life work-related support. Learning about a spouse's industry or job role, particularly if it's unfamiliar and trying to socialize with each other's colleagues outside of the office, can make it easier for couples to share their days. All right, so let's talk about this. I am going to let people into a little secret all right of the power of women hmm. kadeen and i go places together right i walk in kadeen walks in kadeen works the room like nobody else you want to know why mm -hmm. women are a lot more receptive to other women mm -hmm. right how many friends have you made and then afterwards you'll be like, yo, her husband does X, Y, Z. And then before we knew it, we're on a full marriage play date and I'm meeting her, the husband and now we're starting a, a business date, together. I do. You know what I'm saying? I'll be like, damn, now I got a blind date with who? Who's, who's this dude now? But, but no, sir. Is he corny? Is he corny? Please don't say that that's, nobody listen, corny. That's always the question. Though. I'm like, yo, whoever it is I'm introducing, if they corny, I'm not trying to do this. <laughs> but you work rooms. Right. And, and, because in spaces where there's opportunity for networking, you just never know who knows who. And then it right. becomes a point when you need people to know who you are because right. there are opportunities that can arise where it's like, yo, I, I met a guy. I met, a, mm -hmm. I, met, I met this lady and she might be the one to mm -hmm. be able to help with whatever it may be. So, yeah, that's usually how it happens because, you know, though I like to say DeVal is social butterfly. I am. I do no, have I'm, I'm good. Y'all, you know, when I, I'm I know. outside and I like people and I want to talk and make friends. Listen, I... I I am a social butterfly, and I'm not going to sit here and say that I wouldn't be successful on my own. Mm -hmm. You, you the same way, be would be successful on your own. Mm -hmm. But when you have a partner, like, I don't think people understand how difficult it is to start a business on your own. Mm -hmm. Like, it is extremely rare to watch someone by themselves start a business. You either need a partner for capital, you need a, a partner for business acumen, you need a partner for just support. Mm -hmm. So when you have a, a wife... Or a husband who shares in the same values of business, things just happen at a lot quicker pace. But I have to continue to put emphasis, gentlemen, when you when you go places, you know how they have these in movies. There's always like you know, well, you know, you got to come with me to this event. You know why? It's, you know, there's going to be other spouses there. Mm -hmm. The reason why they bring their spouses are to forge those relationships outside of the workplace because people typically tend to work with people that they like. Mm -hmm. And I can't emphasize this enough. Right. That's usually where it starts. Before Absolutely. you even trust anybody, do I even like you enough to want to converse with you on a fairly regular basis? So if you want to write something down, write this down, bro. 
If you're looking to build a business, the first thing you have to build are relationships within mm -hmm. the industry mm -hmm. that you are trying to build the, the business. Yep. Because you, you don't understand the ebbs and flows, the peaks and the valleys of this business. Mm -hmm. And unless you're willing to learn about the business from people who've already been successful, you won't be successful in the business. And sometimes your personality, regardless if you're an introvert or an extrovert, may not fit with the other person's personality. But if you have a spouse who is different than you, some one of you are going to know how to, to maneuver for, for, yeah. forge that relationship. Yeah. And create a bond that can help you build a business. It's great. There's there's not that level of having to penetrate and learn anybody. It's like, okay, don't give devalue business cards. Says, give it to me because you yes. won't lose it by the end of the night. Like, yes. Little things like that. Or it's just like, oh, um, you want this done like right now? Don't ask Kadeen because she's going to find something else to do before she gets it done. So give it to devalue. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? It's, mm -hmm. just, it's, just, it's just way where smoother when we can just know ahead of time who will be better equipped in what moment to do what. So I get that. For and sure. I had a, um, I had an older gentleman tell me a little tidbit. Mm -hmm. um, remember when I was working at Packplex and then went into partial ownership of the gym and the court? I met a lot of successful businessmen during that time. Mm -hmm. And one thing they told me was, you know, they tend to only want to do business with someone who's married. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, that's like, like, why would that have to be a prerequisite? Right. And they said to me, plain and simple, people who are married and continue to be married show that they can communicate through adversity, show longevity, mm -hmm. show mental fortitude, and show discipline. Mm. And I was like, I and then he said, agree. it's an older, older white gentleman, he said, a business is no different than a marriage. Mm. There are going to be ebbs, of, uh, ebbs and flows. There are going to be times where there's miscommunications. You can tell when someone knows how to communicate. When them and their when them them and their spouse come to an event, mm -hmm. and we don't know what happened in the house prior to, <laughs> right. but they're there as a unified front. That's someone who I would want to do business with because I know when it's all said and done, they're going to protect the interests oh, of the business. business as opposed to trying to protect their own personal interests. And I never thought about that, mm -hmm. but listening to older wealthy people talk. It's very simple. They they like, listen, nothing is going to be perfect in business. Mm -hmm. Nothing is going to be perfect in a marriage. But when you can put forth a unified front and do what's good for the collective good of the entire business, the same way you do it for your family, that's someone I want to work with. And I'm just like, wow. So marriage is really a practice mm -hmm. for being a good business, business partner. partner. Right. Because how many times have we said that marriage is a marriage business? Marriage is a business. Yes. So that, that, yeah, very, lots of similarities there. And- I want people to under like to understand when we because this podcast, I want people to have a takeaway mm -hmm. because there are so many married couples who say, "I love my husband, I love my wife, but we just don't have time with the kids, and we don't have time because we both work and da 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 da." And I say, and they always say to me, "We're thinking about starting a business so that we can have more time," mm -hmm. but then they can't find a business to start. Or they don't know even know how to start looking or, or how to start a business with each other. Mm -hmm. I would say you have to think legacy first. You have to think about what is going to require what what business has a low barrier of entry. Right. And a low barrier barrier like. of entry, right, means yeah. that, you know, how much is it going to cost for me to get into this business? How difficult is it going to get for me to penetrate this market? Mm -hmm. So when you look at the barrier of entry, it's like, hmm. Say, for example, I want to get into 
marijuana. Mm-hmm. There, that's a high barrier of entry mm-hmm. because you have to have at least seven figures to um, get a license. Mm-hmm. You have to have someone with political capital. And then you also have to have someone with, I think it's social, uh, social equity. Mm-hmm. So you have to have someone that's related to you has, who have already done time mm-hmm. in the federal penitentiary for um, a marijuana-based crime because what they're doing first is they're giving those people an opportunity to reap the benefits from marijuana now that it's legal after having done uh, time. Having done time, right. So that, and I just use this as an example of all of the barriers that may stop you from getting into an industry if you don't know. You don't know. So you can't just wake up and just say, right. oh, I want to just get into the marijuana business. Research. You have to research. Right. See where there's you know? a void. See where there's a deficit. I feel like by now we should have been able to get into something with uh, baby relations and, and baby products because we got so many damn kids. I'm like, shit, we should have started some business, invented Facts. something. When I go ev- with every, sorry, this is so totally sidebar, but with every damn baby that we have, there's something new yes. out there. DeVal's new yes. favorite is which product? Which one? What's your favorite product with Dakota that we didn't have with the other three? Oh, brands? the nasal spray. No. The, well, that's my favorite. The car seat. One. Oh, that car seat is fire. The car seat is fire. Yeah. Because it's just a car seat that when you pull it out, you hit a button and then wheels fly out and it's a stroller now. <laughs> it's so I never stroller. have to transfer from the car seat to the stroller and to then the stroller, stroller fold it up and put it in the trunk. I don't got to do that anymore. There's Man, no we base. Used to fumble and bumble with a double stroller. That was the back greatest thing ever created. <laughs> but you know what's funny? And, oh, that's that's a great segue. <laughs> if you, as a married couple, look at your life, right, and you say to yourself, "What could make my life better?" Mm-hmm. That's a business you might want to look into getting into. Yeah. See. Because you know it's something, it's something that it easier. it's something that you know you need, which mm-hmm. means if something you need, there's a, a great chance that a lot of people need it. And if you haven't found anything in the market mm-hmm. that can help you with it, maybe that should be a business you can create. Yeah. And in order to be, it's important for people to know this. In order to be a successful business, you have to create a product or a service that's in high demand. Mm-hmm. Right. People gotta want it. Write this down. Right. It doesn't matter if you're doing a business by yourself or with your spouse, but if you're creating a business, it has to be in high demand. And I don't mean high demand amongst you and your friends. <laughs> I meant high demand amongst the world. Right. There has you know? to be a litmus test put out there yes. at some point to see who exactly would be interested. Yes. So don't just be out here creating shit and then starting businesses all willy-nilly. Facts. It's like, who's going to want that anyway? <laughs> <laughs> who's going to want that anyway? And people, people do that. People just say, I'm going to start this business. And it's like, Why? I'm going to make a spork business. Why are you making a spork business? I like sporks. And I don't see a lot of sporks. You know why you don't see a lot of sporks? Because you're the only nigga in the world that likes sporks. <laughs> Nobody else eats with sporks after six years old. Okay? Do not start a spork Those business. Those actually used to be really cool. They were the best for fruit cups. Because you can kind of stick it. You know it, what I think about sporks? What? I think about the spork fights we used to have in the cafeteria. Where you bend the tip of the spork paws. <laughs> And then you snap it and you try to break the other person's <laughs> spork off. That was oh like a big God. deal. What's the big deal? What? That was a big deal in elementary Circa second school. grade, third grade? Yeah, for about fourth, fifth grade. Fourth, oh, fourth, you know, fifth you grade. You create the, the strongest spork. But we're getting off topic here. <laughs> but um, I think it's important for people to realize that starting a business with your spouse is imperative if you want to build a legacy for your family. Yeah. Because you're, you're, if you just work, this is the truth, the American dream is not about working until you're 65 and retiring. The American dream has always been about ownership, right? 
So the only way you can really pass something down to your children so that they don't get stuck in the same cycle that you live in is if you own your business, Mm -hmm. right? There's a difference between owning a business and just being, quote unquote, an entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like, for example, Kadeen worked at Mac Mm -hmm. and she was a makeup artist Mm -hmm. and you were a makeup artist, a freelance makeup artist. You're an entrepreneur. Yeah. But if you didn't own Color and Contour by K Mm -hmm. and create your own program and create your own products, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't have owned that business. The business would have died when you died. Right. Same thing with with Prototype, right? I created Prototype and I was training. I was an entrepreneur, but I didn't have access to my own time because I had to train people on their time. On their time. Which means ultimately, I didn't have an employee, but I had clients. Right. I can't pass that business down to my kids Mm -hmm. if I don't create a business around training a business structure you see a business structure or a building yeah and this is where i want to you know take us to our next part before we Mm -hmm. uh start to wrap up but owning and creating a business with your partner is not just creating something where you just make your own money it's creating something that's transferable between the two and then your kids if something were to happen to you Mm. and you have to understand how important that is because i could be a, a great trainer and i could make seven figures training people and it's my own business, right? But if I'm building a business with my partner and my partner doesn't train people mm-hmm. and I don't duplicate myself and I don't have other trainers to train, if I don't get a brick and mortar spot and create a gym or something, if I die, the business dies with me. Right. And I think it's important for people to understand that with businesses is that if you really want to be a business person, you have to own it. You have to own the licensing. You have to own the building. You have to own the programs. And it has to be transferable between you and your partner and then your children. That is a part of business that people don't understand. Because mm. I do have a lot of a lot of men. Like, I own my own business, man. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a trainer. I have my own time. And I say, do you really own your business? Mm. And they say, well, what do you mean? I say, well, you bragging about not having an employee because you train in the park. Mm-hmm. But if you're client has to meet at a different time you're you're stuck right you have to do something if it rains outside where are you going to train and then they're just like i didn't think about that i said do you so do you really own your business Mm -hmm. do you really own your time and owning your business and owning your time is also about the 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 time value of money and i i have to uh how you break that yes yes yes. i I remember you talking about i have to attribute Mm -hmm. this to my one of my best friends, Bilal, mm-hmm. right? Bilal worked at BlackRock for years, which is the number one financial firm in the world, mm-hmm. and he makes a lot of money. And he was just like, "Devout man, I'm, you know, I got to do something else." And I was like, "I was like, bro, you make," and this was before anything ever took off for for us. And I was mm-hmm. like, "Bro, you make over half a million dollars a year. What are you talking about?" And he said, "But you know how much time I put into this work? I don't go to sleep until late, and I have to wake up early." So what's the time value? Like, what's, what's the time value? And I was like, what do, what do you mean? He says, I may make a lot of money, but if it takes me a lot of hours to make a lot, a lot of, money, of money, then yeah, is it even worth it? Is it, is it uh, thank you, yep. is it worth it? So he is was like, what you it? have to do is figure out how many hours you want to work in a day. And this is going to bring us to working with your partner. When you figure out how many hours you want to work in a day, how much money do you want to make during those hours? So what is the value of the hour you want to put in the day? Is the value of the hour you want to put in the day $50 an hour, which may be good for some people, or is it $500 an hour? 
Because the more value you put on each hour and the more money you can make during that amount of time, the more money you can make in less amount of time, ultimately giving you autonomy over the time you don't want to work. And that's when it started to hit me when it came to training. And I'm going to tell you how Kadeen and I applied this very principle to our businesses. I think we were applying it not knowing that we were applying it at the time, right? You (laughs) Because now that I think about it, I'm like, wait, this was after we had this conversation Yes, I'm going to tell you how you applied it and didn't even realize it. Yeah. Kadeen was doing makeup, and I'm going to give you round numbers, right? She was doing makeup. She was doing brides and bridesmaids, bridesmaids. And she was just like, okay, it may take me an hour to do a bride. It may take me 30 minutes to do a bridesmaid. What I can do is I can charge the bridesmaids a certain amount, $50 per face. Mm-hmm. And I can charge the bride $100. I'm using, coin, you know. Yeah, don't, don't not, ask your makeup artist to charge $50. Yeah, don't, don't. Please but I'm, don't just, I'm just doing do it for them okay. to understand. Yeah, no, it, right? I got you. <laughs> I so got you. <laughs> you have 10 bridesmaids at $50. Mm-hmm. That's $500. Mm-hmm. And then you have your bride, it's $100. That's an, an extra $100. That's $600 you made, right? Mm-hmm. So now it may take you five to seven hours to do all of that. Mm-hmm. And you can't do another wedding in that day. Or you can teach your sister Sakari how to do makeup. Mm-hmm. And she took the bridesmaids mm-hmm. using your program and your style so that they got the same person doing their face. Duplicating yourself. Duplicating yourself. And then you paid Sakari her portion for that hour so that you can get it done faster and then take another wedding. Mm -hmm. This way you duplicated the amount of money you can make in one day, which means you made more money in that hour by duplicating yourself Mm -hmm. and did less work. Yep. And that's how you build a business because now the business is not dedicated or predicated on just your talent. Right. It's on your mind. The real Mm -hmm. talent is in your mind. And if you can teach people how to do what you do and learn to relinquish that power to them, you can duplicate the business. Yeah, because a lot of times with business, you think that it, it, it's a money grab. Like, right. let me see how many you know things I can do in a certain amount of time where it's a, a day, oh, I'm going to run here, I'm going to run there, and then you run yourself ragged, yep. not putting together a business structure or a model Absolutely. that can help you to be more efficient, have more time. It may cost you a little bit to, to, it's gonna cost to pay you out. Investment. But yeah, that's the investment, which you're paying out, but in the, the return is larger because you can take on more. And it's important that you... If you have a business partner, right? Kadeen was able to invest in her sister. And the first couple weddings probably didn't make as much money as she would have if she'd done it by herself. But when you have a business partner who has another stream of revenue coming in, you're not so focused on the money grab. You're letting the mm-hmm. business build. Yep. Because the greatest asset to a business is not marketing that you put on the internet or nope. commercials. It's word of mouth. It is the great experience that people have yes. with you each and every time. You have to provide a service that people are willing to talk about and share with other people. Mm-hmm. And if you do that, your business is going to grow. But it's difficult to do that if you're trying to do the business by yourself mm-hmm. because now you have to worry about every single dollar. One thing I will say about business is the more time you put into building the business is better than the energy you put into making money. That is a fact. It's easy to say do again, that. Say it again. Yep. The more time you put into building the business is more important than the energy you put into just making the money. When you have a partner who's also making money and can provide on the back end while you build the business, it allows the business to grow. Kadeen was working at Mac. And had all of the finances covered if we needed her to cover them while I was building prototype. Mm -hmm. The first year and a half of prototype, I made no money. But I invested tens of thousands of dollars in 
buying laptops for my brother and I to be able to get everything together, building the program, mm -hmm. taking clients for free mm -hmm. so that I at least have a, a, a baseline to show people this is what my work is. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't have been able to do that if I didn't have a partner who was bringing in revenue on the other side. So I had the comfort to take a chance on that. Absolutely. Tagging each other in. And and I think that it's important for people to know that when you have a spouse and you can put these these little bits and pieces together and continue to work and and bounce ideas off each other, but most importantly, encourage each other. Mm -hmm. That's how you get a business to grow. Absolutely. But a make oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, but but make sure if you're ever building a business, especially with a spouse, make sure that the business is transferable so that if something happens to you or your spouse, the business can continue to to go on. You know, we just talked about um Dr. Grossman, our dentist, mm -hmm. just recently passed away. Uh, mm -hmm. rest in peace, Dr. Grossman. But he created a great business model mm -hmm. to where his brother was able to step in mm -hmm. and the business is able to thrive still under his brother because he didn't make the business about him. About him. Exactly. Yeah. Love that. Tips for success real quick before we get into these listener letters when it comes to working or building a business with your spouse, not just working, but building a business. Um, money is a large reason a lot of people divorce y'all. So yes. having an emergency fund in place is necessary if cash flow tends to be one of the number one challenges for new businesses, right? I agree with that. And don't be afraid to invest in your partner if you believe in their dream and idea. Mm -hmm. I've invested in Kadeen. Kadeen yep. has invested in me. And investment doesn't always mean money. You can invest time into a business to help. Yep. Investing time means when I'm going to do administrative, if I'm going to do a, a program and Kadeen sits there and does all the administrative work from the parents while I'm doing tours, mm -hmm. she didn't give me any money, mm -hmm. but she invested time. And she mm -hmm. did it for free, so I didn't have to pay her as an employee. Keeping it in the so house. So there are ways mm -hmm. to help invest in your partner's business without giving money. Giving Exactly. Yeah. Also, be clear about your strengths and weaknesses. Always be very clear about your strengths and weaknesses and how you'll manage them between the two of you. The temptation is to struggle, is to juggle as many hats as possible in the beginning. But if you both believe that there are roles that you can't handle, you need to seek help, which I like to always defer if I have to, because the last thing you both want to do is be burnt out, especially in the startup stage. This is something I will say that I've learned extremely early in starting my businesses, right? Relinquish power to those who are better than you at doing what you don't want to do. Mm -hmm. Or know how to do. Because you know how I, I, I'm a control freak. <laughs> when I first started, I was, I'll do administration. I'll create the pamphlet. I'll create the programs. I'll train the kids. And then after about 30 days, I was burnt out. Mm -hmm. And Kadeem was just like, dude. You're not going to be able to continue like this. <laughs> she, and not that's be able to do it. having a partner pointing mm -hmm. out to me and say, DeVal, you're terrible at administrative work. Why are you standing up there trying to collect names and addresses from people? Let somebody else do that. And you need a different perspective to tell you mm -hmm. sometimes that you're not good at this. <laughs> so be, don't be afraid to relinquish power to those who are better at you at doing things that can help make your business grow. For sure. And if you're not good at something, please also know to observe and compliment each other. That's yes. number three, because appreciation goes a long way with your spouse. Okay. It's, an excellent way to just show that you care, you observe, mm -hmm. you see. Um, it's a great way to strengthen your working relationship and allow you both to shine individually within the business union, um, especially once your team starts to expand. You want to expand your team, yes, but remember that the root of it is you guys. So, And I have to say this, that is important because spouses typically just say, well, that's my wife. She's supposed to be doing that. So the right. wives never get a thank you. Mm -hmm. Or the husbands who are on the back end working on things never get a thank you. You know, mm -hmm. the spouse typically thanks everyone else who is not in their relationship 
because they feel like they don't have to. Right, because it's well, an understood thing. Right. right. But no, your it's spouse nice don't have to either. No. So make sure that you compliment nice your spouse and let them know that they're appreciated for the work that they're putting in. No mm -hmm. one has to or has to feel obligated to do these things. So always sure. let your spouse know they're appreciated. Yep. Make sure you both agree on the vision and the bigger picture. Being on the same page before even launching and diving in together, make sure you both agree that this is something you guys want. List your successful business, list what your successful business affords the both of you in the long term. Legacy. Communicate legacy. Yep, communicate if you ever start to see things differently to ensure that the business stays on track to achieving whatever the end goal is. And we talked about all that. Mm -hmm. So next, work-life balance. Making sure that the work-life balance is a priority, so you both can always walk into work with great synergy and walk out of work with great this. synergy. I had to learn this. Because we have not had a lot of those moments <laughs> where business has taken over and I had to say, okay, I need to vow my business partner to clock out and I need my husband to clock in, leave it at this doorstep here because we're not talking about it no more for the rest of the night. We talked about this before. I'm just going to say it again. There are going to be times in your business and your marriage where you're not going to agree. Understand and learn what your partner's process is and respect that you chose someone that's going to be able to deliver through their own process. If you're trying to micromanage them to do things through your process, you're going to do yourself and your partner a disservice. Mm -hmm. If you love them for their process, let them use their process to help you. For sure. Celebrate all of your goals and successes together and be sure to try to keep the mood light and humorous. You know, if you're building that. a business with your best friend. Yes. You know, let's yes. try to have fun doing it in the process. Yes. That's and the and best part about it. This is this is something I say that we do not just with us, because now building our business has become something we do with all of our friends. Like yeah. It, it's just a podcast. We're trying to you know find what I'm a way We're to... here. Trouble <laughs> flies in. Josh, Matt, Dave, they're all here. And we try to make sure everything is light because you don't want people to come to work and feel heavy. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't want them to come to work and just be like, oh, God, I got to deal with this motherfucker. Here you want them again. to enjoy it, you know, and, and people work harder for you mm -hmm. when they know that you're working with them for the greater good of not just themselves in the business, but for everyone. Mm -hmm. So if you have a partner or partners who have their own individual goals, make sure that you also empower them through their own goals while helping you get to yours yep don't diminish the people who are working with you goals to make your goal more important so that you can get the most out of them that's one thing i also learned when i was working uh at another location i'm not going to say mm -hmm. but when i first started the owner liked to diminish everyone else's dreams mm -hmm. to make them feel as if they needed to be at his location mm. to have a sense of purpose or to be successful and what a lot of people did was start to come to work and grow resentment because they're like, man, you're right. You, you know, I do need you. You're making all this money, but I don't, I don't want to have to always need you. And I was just like, damn, why would he make people feel that way? Yeah. And people do that to their spouse their thumb, yeah. too. You know what I'm saying? You, you need me. You want to live this life. You need to do what I say. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, why would you make your spouse feel that way? And then expect them to come help you build a dream that you claim is for the both of you. Right. But constantly remind them like you need this. And then be happy after that. You know, you can't, it doesn't work. You know, nope. it's okay to hold them accountable at times if you feel like they're slacking, but don't just downplay people's importance to make yourself feel bigger or make them feel like they need to be there. Cause they don't. Facts. That shit is whack. They don't. Absolutely. Yes. Cause business is something that is definitely <clears throat> optional. It doesn't have to be a Facts. thing. It doesn't have to be a thing. But what's not optional 
is me getting into them listening letters because you know <laughs> I will never leave y'all out I'll never leave y'all behind so let's take a quick break I'm gonna go uh, clear my throat these allergies are killing me hey and yo. then we'll be back and getting into some listening letters so stick around All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. And get this, Near, yes, Near, the OG that I used for years, has now leveled up. And they have these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell amazing. My personal favorite, coconut oil and vitamin E because it's gentle on my skin. And down to the body cream, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, which is a modern take on indulgent and classic femininity. Okay? It works in as little as three minutes. No nicks, no cuts, and the smooth skin lasts days longer than shaving. Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all those nasty chemicals so you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin. Have a me-time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. There's power in every purchase because every time we buy a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. And y'all know I love my lip bar products. That's just one to name a few. There is a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. Show Black Founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. That's right, y'all. Black Founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. That's right. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing Black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Let's get into these listener letters. Sure. Okay. I'll get in. I feel like my voice is very moody today, isn't it? It is moody. Very moody. Okay. Mm. Hey, Kadeen and Deval. I've been following you both ever since seeing you on Black Love. Yeah, it's been a minute ago now. How yes, many years man, ago was yeah. Black Love now? It was before Kaz. Shit. Before Kaz. Oh, so yes. Looking at you're four right. Year, you was pregnant. Cairo was six months, and mm-hmm. we might have. That was 2017. Yes. Five years, as a matter of Cairo, fact. Yes. Wow. Because Almost you weren't date. even showing yet. No, nope. we filmed it, so that was. March, I don't think I knew April. I was pregnant. I, I either didn't just know. I didn't know. Yeah, I think we found out like, like right after, or he you might have know. been conceived because, after. Oh, remember Cairo's uh, christening mm-hmm. was in April. No, no it was May? over the summer, and I was like, it was like Mayish. It was May, so it was May. Um, Black Love was before that. It was March. Yes, That's when we March. Recorded. So it was literally yeah. five years ago. Oh my goodness, Sheesh. insanity! I've admired and appreciated your relationship for years. Thank you so much. So I'm looking for some advice. I've been with my boyfriend for nine years. Yes, nine whole years. No engagement, no marriage. We're in our early 30s. Mm. We have a house and a child, but I feel like he takes me for granted. He doesn't help with any household chores, paying for groceries, or our daughter's medical bills. He rarely takes her to and from school. None of that. He's a new full-time entrepreneur and a mama's boy. So I feel like his priorities are to work and his mom. He goes to see his mom several times a week and comes home late at night when our daughter and I already sleep. Yes, he's really at his mom's house. I've done (laughs) drive-bys a few times to make sure. Yo, that's hilarious. (laughs) I just feel so unappreciated and exhausted. We split the household bills 50-50, but I feel like I'm being overlooked. I think if he was making an effort to take me on dates or planning something for us, it would make me feel a little bit better. I've resorted to retreating to my imagination where I have a husband who loves me and as a result I've lost attraction to my boyfriend nah son I guess my question is can I get to I know I what your question is him, nah he, he gotta do better me. he gotta do better nah son no no stop I don't even wanna read no more son <laughs> I done heard enough bro I done heard enough she said son. love y'all go on big up on herself oh nah, she's a nah, yachty listen 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 you have to big up yourself then yo sister nobody make him take you for papi sure all right. <laughs> How about that? There you go. Caden said it all. Caden said, I don't have nothing to say. <laughs> Drop, drops Mike. No, um, he got to do better, bro. Yeah. Like, like, Come on now. If once, once you have a lady and she has your children, your mom cannot be first. All right. I, they have this debate on Instagram all the time. Who comes first? Your, your mom, your wife, or your daughter? Listen, the woman who bared your children come first regardless mm. regardless like first of all th- these dumb debates don't even make any sense to me okay it's like who will get the last piece of chicken at dinner you know your mom <laughs> whoever the fuck is hungry is going to get the piece of chicken right that's number one but we're talking about right we're Vegan. talking about in totality right, right? The, the vast majority of your energy must go to the woman who you are creating life with period your mom had someone who she was creating your life with and that's your dad that's where her energy should be now that you're a grown-ass man (laughs) them two need to be doing that and if he if your dad's not around she should be focusing on her own happiness and not trying to pull her son away from his responsibilities and when i say responsibilities i'm not talking about paying bills if y'all agreement is to pay 50 50 that's fine if that works for you but he has a responsibility to continue to court that woman and be an involved and be father, too. bro. Exactly. Period. Because I would think I would find it strange if one of our boys was sitting at home on my couch when he yeah. had a whole uh, a whole woman and a child 
why why are you here yeah, right and i guess it would raise questions for me to be like okay so is something going on are you guys having problems like now, what's the deal that's the bigger issue so here's the bigger issue there is a reason why he's running back to his mom mm -hmm. because if he were getting what he needed at home he would be at home and well, that's for them to to figure out because she did say out. when i asked him he says there's no problem i'm trying to figure out if maybe i'm not doing something am i missing something manly that he needs me to do to make him feel fulfilled no 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 no, no. like this he has to find fulfillment on his own but the fact that they don't he she doesn't know and they're not communicating that's a problem right and it's been nine years right like, not nine years of this so here's here's a Ooh. i don't want to say red flag but i would call it a red flag typically and i hate doing the whole typically or generally because you don't want to speak generally about any one situation because everything is so different mm -hmm. but Typically, men have said the reason why they haven't proposed yet or gotten engaged or gotten married is because they want to make sure they are where they need to be financially to sustain a house. Mm -hmm. But y'all already have a child and bought a home together. Mm -hmm. So finances don't seem to be an issue. Mm -hmm. And with that being said, why hasn't he made you his wife yet? And why is he continuing to run home mm -hmm. to his mom? These are things that we don't have enough context to create, right. so I'm not going to try to guess. Mm -hmm. But these are things that she needs to sit him down and have a conversation For sure. about. Yeah. You know, I think like, that would be the best place to start. Don't don't tell me nothing is wrong mm -hmm. when you're not home and you with your mom. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? She said when she asked him, he doesn't see a problem with anything, so basically it's her problem to figure out on her own. And And here's the truth. He may feel that way. If she don't want to live that way, you know what she can do? Clock out. Chuck the deuces. Clock out. Yeah, chuck, chuck, chuck it up, chuck them up. Right, because it's like where exactly are things going? <laughs> right, you know, you want me to just be at home with your child while you go home and be with your mom? Like, <laughs> you know, that doesn't make any right. sense. You know what he got? He got Oedipus complex. You know where that's from? Yeah, Oedipus. Oh, I've read that book. Did you have you read? The, have you ever read? Ever read no, I actually never read it, but I'm talking about uh, Baby Boy. Baby Boy, yeah, yeah. Me, Guns yeah. and butter. Yeah, I remember reading the Oedipus trilogy when I was in school. Cool, Shout out like, to Tyrese and Ving Rhames. That was a, that was a twisted you story. You got Oedipus complex. That's not your woman. That's, that's my, my woman. woman. That's my woman. And that's what, you know what's funny? <laughs> if his mom is single, right? Uh -huh. When she get a man, that's when he going to be messed up. <laughs> Fact. Because when that man start coming around and being like, yo, why is your grown ass son here? <laughs> and then she going to be like, I don't know, baby. You got to go. Because, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Deucey over here said he don't yo, want you in our space. That's what's going to happen. Hmm. Trust. <laughs> All right. Mama, have a conversation with him. Be honest. Don't care about his feelings. He should have a conversation with you and be honest and don't care about your feelings because y'all have to say what's really going on because it's just not cool mm -hmm. to see that, especially mm -hmm. for that, that young baby not having a dad at home. Number two. Hi, Deval and Kadeen. I hope you all and your family are doing well. My husband and I have been together for nine years total. A lot of nine years going on here. Mm -hmm. Married for two. Congratulations. We recently turned 30. Another one, 30. Been together since early age. And are looking towards our next steps. The issues we are uh, the issue is we aren't too sure on our next step. Neither of us were certain we wanted children and figured we would be able to make a decision when the time came. Well, the time has come. The thought of raising children in today's society is daunting to say the least. <laughs> you talking to the choir. Um, we are comfortable financially. We have a really strong relationship and we have no doubt we would be the best parents for our child. However, we have a huge fear of what will happen outside of our household. <laughs> Wasn't I just talking about this last night? Um, I know you can't protect your children from everything, but I can't lie. Seeing the world as it is makes me not want to subject a child to it at all. 
What advice would you give a couple struggling with the decision to start a family? I feel like I need to make a decision because I can uh, metaphorically hear my clock ticking. <laughs> Thanks. The one thing about that clock, it's going, it's going to tick. tick. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's going to tick. I would say it seems as if you've had your mind made up based on everything that she said leading up to this because I have heard more frequently now from a lot of people, men and women, that they are just not interested in having children for this very reason. Um, but I'm going my to put question is, go ahead. my question is, are you going to feel remiss if you didn't have a child at all? You know, um, that would be where you'd have to start because I know for me, for example, the one thing that I knew without a doubt since I was young is that I wanted to be a mother and that was just what was going to happen. And I felt like us having children together gives me that fulfillment and we just do the best that we can on a day-to-day basis. Before we even get into that, I just want to give people perspective that I heard from my grandmother. Okay. We always want to hear what grandma got to say. Nana, Mm -hmm. probably one of the wisest people, Della Mae Perry Ellis Mm -hmm. said to me, we were talking about having kids. This was, this was when we were getting married. And I said, I was nervous about bringing kids into the world because the world is so different and dangerous. And she was just like, dangerous to who? I said, look how different the world is now than when you grew up, Nana. And she said, excuse me, but I grew up during Jim Crow. I grew up during a time when my grandparents were telling us stories of babies were being killed at birth because their parents didn't want them to grow up in, in slavery. Mm. So how, how dangerous is your world? All right, Nana. And I was like, touche. <laughs> And because cause here in my in my little world, in my perspective, my narrow view of what I thought the world was, it was, you know, imagine, you know, getting on the bus and have to worry about kids picking on you or, you know, you may, you know, growing up in Brooklyn, someone may rob your sneakers. And then she said to me, imagine growing up in that same world. And if you look at a white woman, you can be hanging from a tree and they'll have a picnic around you and make postcards about it. And can't nobody do anything about it. Mm. So is the world really worse now than it was then? Imagine, imagine living during a time when the entire world was at war. Mm-hmm. And I had to really sit back and think about the fact that the world isn't any worse off now than it was during those times. It's just technology gives us access to all of the fucked up things that are happening on a daily basis. But that doesn't mean that those things weren't happening. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to not have children with the mindset that the world is worse and only going to get more worse, it's a very skewed vision to have. I guess, too, now that we're old enough to even understand the concept of what's happening in the world is why we feel that way. For sure. Thank you. Thank you. For sure. Because as a kid growing up, you grew up in a messed up world. Mm -hmm. We we grew up during the 80s and the 90s in in Brooklyn during the crack epidemic. Bed-Stuy, do or die. Mm -hmm. It seemed fine to us. (laughs) Right. Right. But now you don't want your kids to grow up in in Brooklyn because of of GS9 and and gangs. Mm hmm. But we grew up during the crack epidemic. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, don't don't think that your view of the world is the only view that makes sense. And don't make decisions about what you want to do in life based on only what you see. Mm. Talk to people. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Before you make a decision about birthing or childbirthing and about the world, really open up your mind. Here's another thing. Don't look at your phone. And think that what you see on your Instagram, your Twitter, your Facebook is the real world. This is just the people you chose to follow 
And the things you're seeing is, is something you curated in your mind, your curated version of what the world is. Yep. That's or not stuff really you're the being world. Because yes. of what you follow or what you look at or what you like associated with. Yeah. So you That's you a good have perspective to, to think about it. No, with. seriously. Yeah. If if you follow just gonna just gonna give you give an example. Say you follow or you click on stuff that happens with police officers killing young black people, right? And that's what you choose to follow, right? Every day you wake up, your phone is going to, the algorithm is going to send you mm -hmm. videos and pictures and reminders that this event or these events are happening. What that will do is then create a fear in your mind that that's going to happen to you or your, your kids. Mm -hmm. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy, mm -hmm. right? Now, I'm not saying to ignore it. You have to be aware that these things are happening. But because of the phone and because of all of these apps and the fact that they can force feed you information 24-7, when you click on things or you follow things or you like things, you're then helping them curate this world and also curating your mind and ideas of what's happening. Mm. So how about you click on something motivational, click on something positive, follow people who can expand your mind to think differently as opposed to just this one narrow minded view of the world. Right. And this is what this is how I got this. My grandmother used to say to my aunts and my mom, why do y'all sit up here and just watch the news at five o'clock every day? Hmm. The news is only going to show you the worst of the worst of what's going on in the world. They may do a, a puff piece uh -huh. about puppies at the end, <laughs> but all you're going to hear about is death, murder, robbery. And then your mindset is going to be that that's going to happen to me because this is, world, this is, is all yeah. I see. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, no, Nana is right. Why do I focus so much on the negative when I can utilize my mind to focus on all the positive things that can happen? And if you think of the world like that, you'd be excited about bringing children into the world. Because then you'll be excited about curating a lifestyle and curating a life for them that they can see the world bigger than you see it. Mm. And, and that, you can be the, the adult in that and be responsible exactly. for that. Because, I mean, as adults, too, you want to protect your children and shelter them from certain things. So that's why it's your responsibility to then yes. make sure that you are curating is a good word. Yes. Curating a life for your children. And if that means keeping them sheltered from certain things until you feel like they're old enough to experience it, then so be it. That's Baby exactly steps. why Jackson don't have a TikTok or Instagram. Yep. And matter of fact, Tribble, write this down. The next podcast we're going to do is going to be why my pre-adolescent teenager or preteen is not getting social media. I'm, I want to do a podcast on that. Because Jackson definitely asked. Jackson asked Jackson and people said, keep hey, asking no. why the kids don't have their social media. I want to do a whole podcast on why they're not getting a social media. And it's going to be predicated on that right there. I hear that. All right, y'all. If you want to be featured as a listener letter, be sure to email us at deadassadvice at gmail.com. That's D-E-A-D-A-S-S-A-D-V-I-C-E at gmail.com. All right. We'll keep it really short for the moment of truth because we spoke a lot about business. We spoke about doing it with your spouse. Um, so many things that we covered in today's episode. Do you have a moment of truth? Yeah, I do have a moment of truth. Before we go. My moment of truth is this. If you're going to establish a business with your spouse, there are a lot of great advantages. But the main thing I want people to remember is that, that that business must be transferable to your spouse and your children if you're really building something about legacy. If you're trying to build something for yourself and it's going to be all based about you, that business is going to die when you die. So if you're building a business, build a business with legacy 
at legacy at its foundation and its root. Sounds good to me. And for me, uh, it's going to be pretty simple. I'm just going to say, learn when to lean into your partner whenever they have their strengths and when to defer because it's a weakness. No sense in struggling, outsourcing for help whenever you need help. It may require you outsourcing because neither of you know something about a particular area of the business. So just leaning on each other when mm-hmm. needed. Um, if you can make it a fun experience where you can laugh and you can enjoy the process, mm-hmm. that in turn will just help the money to flow and things will flourish. So, so Bye. far, so good. Ellis, dat me up. Yeah. All right, y'all. Please continue to listen. Follow us on social media at Deadass the Podcast. And of course, I'm Kadeen I am. And I'm Deval. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Deadass. Deadass is a production of iHeartMedia Podcast Network and is produced by Denora Pena and Tribble. Follow the podcast on social media at Deadass the Podcast and never miss a thing. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you. And how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. One at Flatiron Plaza in New York City and one at Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's a perfect time to try, like, and share black-led products. It's free for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it.